On today's episode of After Class, we're joined with Jody Cataline, and she will discuss her time as a student at Drexel, how she decompresses outside of class, her move from finance to teaching, and finally, her take on the global classroom. This is LeBeau Students Talk Leadership, After Class Edition. Some of the best discussions with professors happen after class. In this season, we sit down with LeBeau faculty members to learn about their professional development, their time at Drexel, and more. So stick around after class as we learn more about our favorite instructors. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. My name's Megan, and I'm here with my co-host, Najifa. Hi, everyone. I'm Najifa. I'm a second year at Drexel, and I'm majoring in Management Information Systems. And I'm a second year studying marketing, legal studies, and international business. And today on After Class, we ha- are being joined by Jody Cataline. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's my pleasure. Me and Ojifa both had the wonderful pleasure of being in Jody's Business 101 and 102 class. And I'm sure many other people were also in that class in the past or in the future will be taking her in those classes. So we're just here to talk to her about her journey in LeBeau and then also her own time as a student at Drexel. Yeah, so since this is like an after-class episode, I guess we just want to start off with what do you like to do in your free time, like after class? I guess I have a couple of hobbies outside of class. One of the things I love that probably nobody knows and probably shouldn't know is um, I love to cook. Uh, So I'm going to go home and make dinner, but it's a pastime of mine. It calms me down. It's very soothing for me. So it's a skill that I learned way later in life, but I absolutely enjoy doing that. And I also am really into just exercise in general. Right now I'm on this yoga kick, but I do cycling. I'll go out and take long walks. I'll do whatever comes across, whatever the flavor of the month is, it seems like. But those are my two pastimes to relieve stress. I think that's what I use my pastime for. Yeah, I remember you would come to class when we had it on Zoom and be like, sorry, I'm late, guys. I was showering after I was working out. And you were telling us you (laughs) you used to watch Schitt's Creek during it. (laughs) I did. It's the truth. All right, you're spilling all of my... Absolutely, that's what I did. And right now I'm watching Emily in Paris which is also too much information, <laughs> but that's what I'm doing. It's true. So I'm streaming that and, and working out. What season are you on? I'm on season two right now. I'm getting through it. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's like a, it's a good, like, um, like trashy TV. It's perfect. So that's, that's the whole thing about, I guess, outside of work time that I think can be transferable to anybody who's interested in listening. And one of the skills that I obtained later, because I worked in such a high-stress career when I first got out, and have a little bit of a high-stress life juggling. So I feel like the time that you have that's yours, make the most of it. Like, I'll read books that are not academic books, but just, you know, books that I could take on the beach. I like to do yoga. I just decompress by watching TV that isn't always documentary. Sometimes I'll learn things from, you know, on my free time. But for the most part, some of it is just to kind of clear my head a little bit and and refocus so I can do better at work, you know, the following day. That's a really good work-life balance, I think, to have. Yeah, I agree. I like watching TV shows that I can sort of shut my mind off. 
You mentioned earlier um, your career was definitely high stress. Did you want to go into a little bit about, just for people who don't know, about your career before you were a teacher? Sure. So I wasn't really planning on becoming a professor. It wasn't on my radar at all. So I graduated Drexel um, in the early 1990s, and I was a finance major undergrad here and had the aspiration of working on Wall Street. That was like my purpose. And I loved all of finance. I loved math, analytical skills were my thing. And I did. I ended up working for two large banking institutions in New York. I worked for Citibank and I worked for J.P. Morgan for the first 12 years um, outside of Drexel. And they were super high stress. I loved it. Um, I loved my first job at Citibank so much, um, but it was a lot of work. We worked seven days a week. We worked all kinds of hours. So I didn't have the free time I'm talking about. Like there was no Schitt's Creek um, for sure uh, during those days. And it was very intense. And I feel that as though, you know, as I got a little bit older and juggled work family a little bit more once I got married and had my children, I was able to kind of reevaluate where I was. I, I switched careers altogether due to work family life balance. And I took the next couple of decades, because I've been teaching here now for 22 years, which is crazy. So everybody can do the math and figure out how old I am, which is really old. <laughs> By the way, that's the answer, really. Um, so anyhow, I figured out the next 22 years how to make more, um, how to make my life a little bit more enjoyable, how to balance it and know that work wasn't the only thing in my life where when I first got out of school, I felt like that was my priority, but then it it became entirely too consuming. I just want to say, like, we're really glad you decided to go on the professor route because coming into Drexel as a freshman, you really helped us ease into, like, what Drexel is and really enjoyed, like, both Business 101 and 102 and the projects that we got to be a part of. Oh, thank you. That is so sweet. And that's what, and that's, I think that's another good little tidbit for after hours stuff is knowing, uh, you know, sometimes when we work, you know, we take it a little bit too seriously, but I love the fact that I have a job where I can really be impactful for you all. It makes me so proud. Like, honestly, you guys are my greatest success story. I love every minute of it. If it wasn't for you guys, I don't even know. Like, I don't think I'd be doing this as long as I did, because clearly I do Wall Street as long as I've been teaching. Teaching is the most rewarding job of all, but it's great because I get to meet all of you. And honestly, that's why I come into work. Don't tell the others. Hopefully nobody else is listening to this class. <laughs> but whatever. I mean, it's a truth. It's a truth. I feel like, you know, your faculty members here at the university are here because they love the engagement and interaction with you all because you make such a big difference in our lives too. Yeah, especially being over Zoom for anyone who doesn't know me and Ajifa, we spent our first semester or two two quarters almost on Zoom of college in our childhood bedrooms. So that was my first class of college was Jody's Business 101. And it was like the only class I enjoyed going to online because she actually kept us engaged you know, cameras on, everyone was talking, unlike other classes. So I think that just really speaks to your teaching style. Oh, thank you. And you would have gotten in trouble without the cameras on for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it's a huge part of the community. My whole thing with teaching, I think, and I think you all have taken those skills and transferred them. You all are such huge, huge success stories for me. Um, is that they're community building. Like, I feel as though our classroom is a community. I feel like the college is a community and the university. 
So however you transfer that outside of the classroom is really impactful to others behind you. Even doing this podcast, hopefully um, a student in the future will be listening to it. Uh, Just know that we are all about the community build and shared experiences and really elevating each other. I think that that is truly a great meaning or an approach to to taking life. Yeah, especially like your class particular, like I can connect with people who took your class four years ago because we talk about the projects we did in the global classroom. And it's just such a huge impact as a freshman doing such a cool project. And even like Najifa, I don't think I saw it all last spring, but we ended up in the same comm class and like instantly recognize each other. And now we're doing the podcast together. So it's just a nice way to stay connected with people. And you have that instant bond from these projects. I love that. I my um my four TAs on a side note this term didn't know each other really, but they all knew me um as their professor or um you know just in another class alongside I was Professor Dana D'Angelo's class, which we both work in tandem with each other and the four of them, they all went out to brunch and they all, and I was talking about this today, but they didn't know each other, but they had that shared experience and then they reconnected. So they connected their senior year. Two of them are graduating this term. The other two are graduating shortly thereafter and they're friends. We went and traveled together um, to Germany this past fall on a grant and they were selected and they it's just so nice because they had four very distinct different tracks and they had one shared common thing which i have to take some credit for for sure because i'm going to because i'm being recorded but it was just great because um because it just made me so proud really it made me so proud so they sent me a picture at their brunch on sunday and i was super excited to see that (laughs) it just made my entire weekend that's so amazing One of my favorite parts of Business 101 was the Global Classroom. And for those of you who don't know, it is where we collaborated with students in abroad countries and colleges there, such as University of Amsterdam, and just collaborating projects with them. So Jody, how would you say the Global Classroom impacted you? Oh, it's life-changing. So when I was your age, I wasn't able to afford um, to study abroad, and I had always wanted to do some type of international work in one way, shape, or another. When I worked at J.P. Morgan back in the day, um, I had an opportunity to work in London for a few months on a project, and I ended up getting pregnant, and I wasn't able to do that. So... I always had this vision of doing something globally. I always enjoyed the potential for learning about new culture. And again, I told you I love to cook. So new food, um, just taking in everything, all the sites. So to be able to do this now and to take you all on the journey, whether it's through an intensive course abroad or through a traditional study abroad, um, it seems like the vast majority of you all in the global classroom further engage in some other international experience and I just want that to continue like in perpetuity honestly because I feel like you know the world is such a small place and and the global experience just heightens everybody's awareness and allows everybody to connect you know whether it's virtual in the classroom or in person um, somewhere abroad but we're going to keep on going until until we can't do it any longer so we're gonna we're gonna try to continue the momentum for sure. 
Yeah, I know, Najifa, uh, aren't you traveling with Jody to Amsterdam coming up soon on an ICA? Yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. I know, I'm so excited. So we're going to go over and we're going to do a fantastic program in Amsterdam. Professor Dana D'Angelo is running that program. Um, we have a lot of cultural events in store, but we're also working on a really fantastic global project, which is going to also um, be wrapped around a course in the spring for these students, Megan. It's really cool. Um, so they're going to be working with the Amsterdam University of Applied Sciences, both on site and also back in the classroom this spring. That's what sounds awesome. I know. I'm excited to see the duo back together and back in action, you and Dana. I know, I am too. It'll be fun. I mean, we see each other all the time, but it's fun when we get to travel with you all. Because again, you're making our lives so rewarding and enjoyable. Honestly, we have as much fun as you do traveling. We're just tired. We get tired faster than you all do because we're old, but (laughs) 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 But that's okay. I wanted to ask about... Since you went to Drexel as a student, Mm -hmm. so can you kind of speak to your experience, maybe the worst class you took? Oh, yeah, sure. I can do that. I'm going to call out professors now. No, I'm just kidding. Um, So I I absolutely love Drexel as a student. I'm a huge supporter of the university. It was life-changing for me, um, for sure. I mean, it took me out of a different situation I was in growing up and, and allowed me to be who I am today. So it was absolutely... Um, the reason for my success. And I feel as though that's true of a lot of my peers who graduated on or around the time I did too. Um, We are a community still and we continue to move forward in our own lives, Um, whether or not, you know, future generations come to Drexel or not, we always have that connection. Uh, Favorite classes were classes that I had with my friends, my peers, like you guys. So I think a lot of my teaching style comes from my own experiences at school and the collaboration. So in the time I took classes, they were usually my major classes, my finance classes. I had a little network, um, study groups and all that we all supported each other. And then we all competed against each other for jobs full time. And then um, my least favorite classes, um, interestingly enough, are the subjects that I don't really enjoy still, and I won't. So no offense to our friends out there in the College of Arts and Sciences, but I was not a science person, um, and I was not a history person. So not my thing, other than if it related to business in one way, shape, or so I like that. So I love the College of Business, um, for sure. You know, it's always been here. It's on this footprint that I am sitting in today in G Hall. And uh, like I said, the best part about college for me was was exactly that. It was community building. It was all the networking that we did, all the social interactions and stuff outside of class, you know, the after five stuff like you guys are talking about today. Yeah, that's definitely my favorite too, I think. And it should be like, it's a game changer, right? So these are the times when you get to become you. I, I feel like these are such formative years in a different way because you're moving into your permanent adult person. And these are times when you're independent of, you know, somewhat of your family and you're able to really grow as you, as you as a person, and you get to determine how that path looks. And I think it's so important to explore everything you can and engage with as much as you can and really figure out what speaks to you. And everybody's you know, trajectory should be separate from each other, but knowing that we all have each other to depend on is is big. Speaking on that, like, do you have, like, is there anything you wish you knew as a Drexel College student that you didn't know back then? 
Oh yeah, please, everything. Um, what did I not, what did I know? I knew nothing. I learned everything the hard way. I think that was the biggest thing as a parent. I always try to teach my children, like, don't do it the hard way, you know, but they do. And it is what it is, right? So learning how to study was huge. I wish I knew how to study. I never had to study before I went to college. Um, I was lucky enough to get around that. Um, but when I got to college and the coursework got harder, I had to figure out how to do all of this. And it was hard. Um, and like I said, when you started, I learned about peer um, groups much later. I was trying to go it alone. So I, I was just um, giving my business 101 or 102 class today an exam, a take-home exam. And I told them to work together. It's a case study. You both did something similar in class last year. It can't turn into same work, but you should like talk these things through and learn from each other and kind of bounce ideas off of each other. And I think I wish I would have learned that earlier on when I was a student. And by the time I got to graduate school, I was older and I kind of had the whole studying thing behind me. We did have a little bit of group work, but mostly I think as an undergrad, it's important to have that, um, you know, ability to work with others and to share experience again. Yeah, I 100% agree, especially like in the business world, you're always going to be collaborating with people. So I always enjoyed when classes like yours would kind of like give a quiz, but it'd be like, it could be a group quiz or preferred to give projects where you would work with people because I just felt it was more applicable in the real world, especially at Drexel. They're always trying to prepare us for co-op. Like if I can't remember the Excel function, my co-op is just going to be like, just Google it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's a really good point, Megan. It, it's, it's everything, right? So, so for sure, you should really, I think that as a business student more so, especially now, learning, learning to work in teams and, and collaborate. Collaborate is a huge word, right? And be able to communicate that collaboration is, is key to success. And even some of the work I do in here that isn't necessarily classroom related, but committee related. Um, it is all about that mutual collaboration to get to some type of, you know, goal. Uh, and not having the ability to do that is, is completely detrimental to everything. It, it all implodes. So yeah, we try to encourage all that as much as possible. Definitely. I think that was a huge, like, transferable skill that we learned from your class, like being able to work with students from abroad and adjusting to the time difference and seeing each other's perspectives we were really able to like work on that. And now working in teams in person again, we're able to like really understand how it works after having taken your class. Oh, thank you, sweetie. <laughs> so nice. Yeah, like working over time zones and over Zoom, even sometimes like the Scottish uh, group we worked with had very thick accents. I know personally, one of my group members, the other Scottish kids even said sometimes they can't understand him. <laughs> so... After working through some of those challenges, I think working in groups makes it so much easier. It's true. You should have come to class today because you would have seen the same issues happening again. And we have the same complaints. That's hysterical. You said that your timing is perfect because we are working with Strathclyde again this term and they are having the same communication issues, even though we speak the same language. So go figure. I definitely, um, reading lips, I got really good at that and understanding their accents. I went to Scotland over the summer and the other kids I was traveling with are like, how can you understand them? <laughs> it's like, oh, I had lots of practice in class. Don't worry. <laughs> That's great. I hope you enjoyed Scotland. Um, I actually just had a question. So I know you did co-ops at Drexel too. Mm -hmm. 
I was wondering, is there still that same sort of, I know it can, you said like you were competing with all your friends for jobs after graduation. I feel like at Drexel, it's kind of a hard balance to have where you have some of your best friends where you know you'll be applying for the same jobs. Did you have those same issues where it's kind of like maybe your best friend got the job you wanted and you kind of have to work through it? Yeah, I did. I had a job I really wanted as a co-op. This is a great story, actually. I really wanted it. It was in Pennsylvania. I had never worked in Pennsylvania. I wanted to stay on campus. And it was a company out by King of Prussia at the time. And it was like a small biotech firm. And I wanted this job. Like, it was me. And one of my peers, it wasn't even a friend. It was just a peer. I don't even remember his name. He um he was going for the job as well. And I was kind of like a little bit rattled, you know, and I'm like, do I have an advantage? You know, and you kind of think you second guess yourself and you're in class together. And he got the job and I didn't. And then when one door shuts in life, I remember another door always opens. So my job ended up opening up and I ended up working in New York. And I didn't want to work in New York. Um, it just kind of came about. There was an offering up at a company called Bankers Trust, which is Deutsche Bank today, up in the middle of um, middle part of Manhattan, right up north of Times Square. It was in a great location right on the corner of Central Park. And that job opened and it ended up leading right to my full-time job at City um, right after graduation. So it was my third co-op. And it, the missed opportunity at this place out in King of Prussia was really the impetus for me working in New York full-time. So I won. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I, I felt that way a little bit for a while, like, because I was super competitive. I'm an A++ personality. I've kind of chilled as I've gotten older. Um, you know, I was a little shark when I was younger, uh, especially working on a trading floor for a little while. And I loved that I was able to take that frown and turn it upside down. So I think that's another thing that's great about co-op and Drexel is that we have um, safe fails behind us. We're not just relying on one thing. We learn by the time we get through our third co-op that we're not going to get the job we want. And when we get our full-time offer, it's okay. And sometimes we have to juggle more than one full-time offer and we know how to do that. And we know how to negotiate full-time offering packages. And I think that that stuff is all because of the ability to have that experience before we even graduate and it, it gives us a huge competitive advantage and we're able to handle all these setbacks and and we did like I learned you know I wasn't going to get every job when I was 18 19 20 years old which is huge definitely another great question that I was really curious about was how do you think the pandemic impacted you as a professor so it was hard um not with the freshman courses as much but it was hard zooming I am a uh, person that likes to engage as we've all established this podcast already um i love the interaction the one-on-one uh getting to know the student getting to build the community so for me being isolated at home on zoom was sad um i did get my yoga in came upstairs and get on zoom but i um i didn't have that community that i really wanted to build so Worked around it a little bit. If you remember, we came onto campus one time in the fall of 2020. I brought you guys hot chocolate and we drank it outside. It was the coldest day ever. And then in this winter term before the vaccines came out, I also came onto campus along with Dana because we felt we were really not connecting with you all and we were sad. 
um, not because of us as much as the fact that we wanted that community and we really wanted your class to connect and he did. Um, and it was great. It was just a little bit harder than a normal year. And this year is hard again because the students are just coming off of not being in high school for a year and a half. And I'm trying to get them to engage. And it's been, it was a challenge a little bit more so than what I'm normally used to. Um, but this term has been fantastic. With our Business 102 um, second part of the sequence, everybody has really built that community spirit and they've really collaborated. And I feel like we've done it. Like, I, I just feel like the pandemic was so isolating as it is supposed to be because we were all told to stay away from each other but it doesn't help with all that interpersonal interaction that you really need as humans and that part I think is coming back and I'm so super excited about it I'm glad this is behind us yeah same I feel like every time we'd almost be over it something else would happen but I think we're finally gonna get there I agree yes so close finally easing in to the whole college experience I always have like freshmen will ask me questions or even like parents will ask me like prospective parents like how do you pick a roommate and I was like I didn't have a roommate freshman year because of COVID like we just had me and Ajifa just had such a different freshman year experience from I think any other class. You did without question your class was the most impacted your freshman year and yet look at you both it's unbelievable. You're super engaged and you have great experiences and it's just something that was part of what your life was and you'll always be able to talk and reflect back on it, but it's not who you are and it's not defining you at all, which is super important. It made you more resilient. It's like that coat, like an armadillo. I saw one on television the other day. <laughs> I was watching a documentary. It was really cool. But anyway, see, I just watched it creak. So just for the record, anybody who's listening, um, the armadillo was out there and that's how you guys are, right? So I think of you like that, that you have the protective coating on top of you now and you know how to handle any curveballs that come your way. Definitely. It was really funny fall term because that was the first time like we were having in-person classes and these freshmen would come up and be like, oh, where's the main building? And I'm like, oh, that's a really good question. Let's go find it together. <laughs> I don't know where any buildings are. Like, I taught a Univ 101 class, and we were doing, like, a building tour. And they, I was saying names of buildings. I had no clue. I'd never heard of them before. And they all knew where everything was, and they'd been on campus a week. And I was like... I guess I should know where these buildings are. Or like, have them, like, flip yeah. the switch. Why don't we do a test and you show me where the building I should, is? I should have been like, let's go on a tour. Can you show me around, guys? <laughs> if, I have a, if I have a class anywhere other than LeBeau, like, I'm lost. Yeah, main building is always a challenge for the freshmen. And you guys were spared. Yes, I've heard my roommate would leave 20 minutes before class because she had to walk up, like, 10 flights of stairs. It was like that when I was a freshman, too. It's been like that for over a century. So it's just part of what we are. <laughs> yeah. I guess we missed out on those, the suffering. So I, the class above us would always talk about like, oh, yeah, I had English in the back of main building and I had to like forage up the stairs and I'd be out of breath and like dying for water. It's the truth. It is the truth. That is not a lie whatsoever. <laughs> I rolled out of bed and would hop on my Zoom call. And that was it. I know. I had a class in main building fall term. And there were so many twists. Like, even the, with the signs, I was like, where am I? <laughs> oh, no. It's still like that. Yeah, no, no. It's okay. It's so confusing because there's, like, multiple halls inside of main. 
like disc hall in places. Like it doesn't make sense. Why would you have just have it all be main building? Well, yeah, that's a question outside of my scope. I have no idea, but it is challenging and it just makes you a better person by knowing it. So I feel like <laughs> it's a skill set you could put on your resume. The year above us, everyone else had to suffer through Maine. We just had to suffer through a pandemic during our freshman year. <laughs> yeah, that was nothing. Yeah, we all had our, we all had our character building moments. <laughs> exactly. I feel like a good question to end off would be like, what are you looking forward to most this term or just this year in general? Okay, so I'm very much looking forward to going to Amsterdam. I'm not going to lie. I am super excited because I'm super excited and supportive of the program. And more importantly, and I have to put this down, I was just telling Caitlin, um, our friends in Europe are all coming to meet us. So we have faculty from Amsterdam University that are helping us on the ground, but we also have another peer from Strathclyde. As you know, we were talking about the Scots before. And I have a peer in Germany, and she's taking a train up and also guest lecturing. So everybody is coming from different countries, and everybody's descending and helping us with this course. So I just am super excited because we haven't seen each other in person in two years. And it is an extended family of my family here in the university, and I'm just I can't wait. I can't wait. We have a faculty dinner planned and it'll be so nice just to catch up with everybody. It's like seeing your lost roommates, you know, when you're in college, like years later or going back to high school and seeing somebody. So um, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the year. Like it'll be nice. The weather's going to turn. And then uh, we have another ICA scheduled for the summer um, right after spring term is over in the Czech Republic. So yeah, a couple of more travel experiences, like I said before. Now that the world is opening up, we're trying to get all of the backfield students who were interested but couldn't travel. We've been working really hard to make sure everybody has the opportunity that was given to those pre-pandemic, post-pandemic. So we're working super hard to get that off the ground. That's amazing. I have my flight book now. I'm just counting down the days. Me too. I, I have everything booked. I'm ready to go. I'm so jealous. I, was I know supposed, you have to go. I know. I was supposed to go last year when it got I know. canceled. I'm sorry. I know. It's okay. I didn't I didn't have the money anymore. <laughs> well, you have plenty of time. They're running all the time. So there's plenty of time before you graduate. It'll be nice. It'll be a mini reunion of Business 101 and 102 from last year, too. It's true. And that most of that particular, um, the Amsterdam trip, at least, is a group of second-year students. Um, that's what most of that cohort is and then um you know whomever else wants to come on board so it's good and when we were in germany it was a mixture of older students before they graduated so that was nice too because they also missed out on their last two years with the pandemic as well that'll be a lot of fun i know whenever you travel with people you'll just always have memories with them for like the fun things you got into especially abroad you know there's always some something crazy going on exactly exactly yeah I feel like those are like long-lasting memories that you won't forget and that's the part I think if I had to leave a legacy maybe I would love that like I was telling my teaching assistant Brooke I, I when we came back from Germany um, you may not remember at some point that you went with me. You may not remember Jody took me to Germany. And she's like, no, stop. I'll remember. No, you may not, you know, when you're older. But maybe someday you can tell your children or your grandchildren that you got to study abroad in Germany. And I think that that is the imprint I would like to leave on you guys because I think that that's super important. Like, that's the part of just 
And I hope you guys do the same. And you do. You both mentor those that are younger than you. But that whole, you know, transition of generation or even year to year to help those behind you and elevate everybody. That's the point of all this, I think. Yeah, I think you're doing a great job with that goal. <laughs> oh, thank you, sweetie. I'm not going to get fired today, hopefully. Yeah, Definitely. You've definitely left like a really great imprint on us as we go into our years into Drexel. Oh, thank you, sweeties. You guys are the best. Thank you so much, Jody, for joining us. You're very welcome. I will see you, Najifa, in a couple of weeks. And Meg, I'll see you, of course, all the time. So thank you, ladies, for thinking of me for this. This was awesome. I had a great time. It's so nice to catch up with you always anyway. So anytime, let me know. This has been LeBeau Students Talk Leadership, a podcast from the Dean's Student Advisory Board of Drexel University's LeBeau College of Business. Opinions expressed are awesome, but may not reflect the views of the college or university. Thanks for listening and join us again for our next episode.